And uh, I was getting fired up about speaking in tongues before I left, and I've come over even more fired up, and I want you to get fired up with speaking in tongues. and Not neglect the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, so Acts chapter 2, verse 4. So we'll just do a teaching on it, and uh, the notes will be all printed out for those who want them afterwards in the, in the small groups. And the day of Pentecost was fully come, and with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind. I've got to say that carefully. I always get it wrong. I end up with a mushing, righty wind. Doesn't quite sound the same, does it, eh? And it filled the whole house where they were, where they were gathered. And there appeared to them divided tongues like fire set on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. You're filled with something, you know. Many people are filled with depression. Well, that's their choice. You've got something that can change your life as a gift to you. He's called the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I'll not leave you alone. He said, I'll give you another comforter. He'll be, he was being with you. Now he'll be in you. You've got some fire inside you. And he said, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's fantastic. When I first went to India, one of the most interesting things I saw in India was, this is my, one of the interesting experiences I had, as I stood out on the street and I looked around the street, I thought, I could get lost here real easy. I couldn't read a sign. I couldn't understand a word anyone was saying. They had traffic on the streets I'd never seen before. The shops looked different. Everything looked different. The place we're in looked different. There was, I could say there was nothing familiar whatsoever. It was a total culture shock. The smells, the sights, noises, everything I had to hear, horns. I thought they were just to beep when you needed them. But in India, they're there all the time. They're there to announce you've arrived. And everyone's arrived, and so all at once, everyone's tooting. It's a horrendous noise. And so standing there on the street, there's this huge culture shock. And, I, and, and then I realized I could get lost here incredibly easy. I started to walk down the street, just have a look around, and I realized I, don't, I can't read a single street sign. It was like, there's nothing made any sense. I don't know how anyone could read it. It just looked like someone sort of had a squiggle. I couldn't read a thing. And I turned the corner, I started to walk, and I thought, if I don't get some markers, I am lost. I'll be lost. Here. And not only that, I won't even find back why. I won't even find where I started, because where I started wasn't recognizable either. It was just a door into a, into a, into a building. You went upstairs, and we're living upstairs. So I, I went back, actually walked right past it. I was lost. I said, I had to pray in tongues in the end. Now, the Holy Ghost helped me to find it. Holy Ghost, help me. I'm lost in India on my own. This is a horrible experience. But I realized uh, uh, that I was being immersed in a different culture. Now, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, God's intention is to immerse you into a different realm. It's to put you in a different culture. Most people go like this. That was nice. And that's all I need. Now, you got, came to Christ, then you got water baptized. Water baptism wasn't just we put a little bit of water on you. No, no, you got baptized. I went down a river, it was in flood. Down in the river, under there, the old life, gone. Come up, it's a new life. Now, you're supposed to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Spirit, is to step 
into a new world. A new realm of the kingdom. A new realm of living and experiencing. And let me tell you this, it is all unfamiliar. Why is it unfamiliar? Because your natural mind has been educated totally in how to live in the things you can see and feel and touch. And so we've spent all our life being trained how to live in and engage a natural world. When you got baptized in the Spirit, you were immersed or entered into a new dimension, and you have to learn the language, the culture, the ways of that realm and learn how to stay there. We are quite unique because we can enter, live in, and experience the supernatural and also live in the natural. We are a gateway from one to the other. And so to live there, interestingly enough, one of the biggest problems I had in India was language. I could not speak a word. You've no idea how hard it is if you're in a place and you can't speak a word anyone understands. I could do that. That was about it. And I couldn't do anything else much. Nothing else I could say worked. And uh, so, so, but what I needed was an interpreter. Now, when you've got an interpreter and you're living in language like that, you're right. Now, he can tell me what the street signs mean. He can tell me what direction to go. He can tell me what they're saying. He can tell them what I'm saying. We're right. Once you've got an interpreter. So God gave us someone to help us. He's probably one of the most neglected gifts you've ever been given. It's called the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't say, I'd give you a Bible, but it's great he gave us a Bible. We have the Word of God. He said, I'm going to give you another comforter called the Holy Ghost. We need to love the Holy Ghost, learn how to live in the Holy Ghost, learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost, learn how to hear the Holy Ghost, learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. He is the one that, the, that Jesus said, this is the one you're to wait for because you'll be totally ineffective in changing the world without him. You can't do it. We need the power of God. Need the Holy Ghost. And so God gave a gift. Interesting, the first thing that he gave you was a gift of tongues. And that gift is a gift. So, you, you know, you're entering into the realm of the Spirit. Now, maybe you don't know much. Maybe, you know, Ian talks and you can hear all these things. Say, Ooh, I don't know anything. But, you know, what you can do is you can get off base one and have the gift of tongues and learn how to get into and stay in the realm of the Spirit. And so I want to share with you some simple uh, elementary things. These are actually real basic. I want to share with you some real key functions of speaking in tongues. And uh, I'll just give them as headlines rather than tell you too much about each one. But let me just give them to you. That the, the gift of tongues is one of the most wonderful gifts that God has given you and me. And it is vital for building a spirit dimensional life around you. Absolutely vital. And here's one of the reasons why it's vital. Because without the flow of the Spirit's life within you, you're, you're, you're left to live out of your own efforts and willpower. You're left to try and live the Christian life in your own effort and willpower and without the, uh, the, the intuitive flow, direction, and guidance of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll guide you into all things. He said, I'll teach you about things to come. What things to come? End time events? Maybe. But maybe it's the things to come in your life that God planned for you. Maybe it's the things that you're going to face today. 
Maybe it's the things that lie out ahead. He said, I'll teach you about things to come. I'll reveal Jesus to you. You can't even get to know Jesus without the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit. Need to love him. So here's the first thing. Notice said, if I pray in so 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 14, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit is praying. First thing about speaking in tongues, it activates your spirit. Activate your spirit man. Get your spirit man going. Now I can move my hand around. I can move my foot around. There you go. Moving hands and feet. But what about my spirit? How can I get my spirit to go? Very simply, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Your spirit, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, when you're praying in tongues, your spirit is praying. Your spirit has a voice. Spirit has eyes. Your spirit has ears. Your spirit uh, has senses. Your spirit actually can uh, feel and engage and experience the whole realm of the spirit. Your spirit man has spiritual senses able to enable you to live in the realm of the spirit and to live directed by the Holy Ghost. So the first purpose uh, of praying in tongues is to get your spirit activated. Because if we don't activate our spirit, then we're forced to live out of our body and soul, out of the sense realm. The interesting thing is your spirit is incredibly important. Your spirit gives you life. Your spirit keeps your body healthy. Without your spirit, your body dies. We need our spirit. Our spirit is vital. And praying in tongues will activate your spirit, get your spirit going. Every time you're praying in tongues, my spirit is being stirred up. My spirit is coming alive. Second thing praying in tongues does, it opens a direct line of communication with the Holy Spirit. Opens a direct line of communication with the Holy Spirit. Some people say, I can't hear God. That's not true. It's not true. You can hear. It's like saying, I don't have ears. It's like saying, I don't have ears. You have got ears. You've got a nose. You've got eyes. So you can't hear God? Yes, you can. Now, recognizing his voice, oh, that's a different thing. But you are wired to hear God. And you have someone, God is inside you. He's inside you so you can hear him. He lives in you. Every day, 24-7, 365, everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit is with you. God is with you. God is inside you. Everyone can hear God. How can you build a relationship with someone if you can't hear them? Very difficult. So you say, well, I don't hear God. Well, that's just not true. God speaks. It's just you haven't trained yourself to listen. You get a room full of babies cry. Mother will hear and say, whoops, that's my baby. Because she recognizes the sound. There's a lot of noise, a lot of things. Most people have got too much noise going in their life. That's why they can't hear God. It's quite simple to slow down and get to hear God. His voice is very easy to recognize. It's not very, very difficult. So notice in in Acts 2 verse 4 it says, They began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So imagine now the Holy Spirit is joined to your spirit. Two separate beings, but joined, linked. That joining is like a marriage connection, like an intimate relationship. So you are joined spirit to spirit with the Spirit of God. That's how close you are to God. God is not afar off. He's inside you, connected to your spirit. And how close to God can you get? Well, I don't feel him. Of course not. You tuned into something else. But if you were just to stop, you'd feel God. He's there with you. He's inside you. The issue is the development of your inner life to be sensitive to God, to be sensitive to the Spirit of God when we're so used to listening to the noise of our soul and the demands of our body. 
If you could just silence those and increase the other, wind the volume up on the inside, then you'd start to find you're hearing God a lot more easily, a lot more frequently, a lot more quickly. So let me just talk about then how... So the Holy Spirit, it says, they spoke as the Spirit gave them the utterance. So how on earth does it get from the Holy Ghost? How does this language of tongues work? How does it... I end up going... And the language is flowing. Oh, flowing without any effort. How does that happen? How does that work? First of all, the words are words of a real language. They're a language of communication. It communicates ideas. It communicates thoughts. And it communicates, since it comes from the Holy Spirit, it comes directly from God himself. So the language that you are uttering actually originates with God. It is his words, his language. It's something he actually understands. It's something that has meaning. It's not just a babble. You've got to learn to speak in tongues. But it's not just a babble. It's actually a language. So how does the language get from God to ending up coming out my mouth? How does that happen? Very simply, the Holy Spirit imparts that language into my spirit. So there's a, because he's joined to me and joined to you, he imparts it from him into your spirit. So that language is in your spirit, and then it rises up, comes into your mind, and gives vo- you give voice to what is flowing from within your spirit. Now get this. Every time you're praying in tongues, you have opened the communication flow with the Holy Spirit. Why not keep it open all the time? Praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Keep the flow open all the time. Keep the flow going. Get used to feeling the flow of God speaking to your spirit and then your spirit flowing through you and expressing the mind of God out, out through your lips. Get used to the feel of it. Now, if you were to do this, if you were to just sort of pray very strongly in tongues and pray strongly for three or four or five minutes till you get a real strong flow going, and then you suddenly stop, you'll find you'll hear the language in your head. It'll just be rattling around, and you'll hear like the language is carrying on, except the only thing that's happening now, it's in your head not being spoken out. Now, that flow that you are encountering is the very same flow when God is speaking to you. At this stage, you're just hearing tongues, but you could actually hear in your own language, it would be coming from the same place, the same way, through the same channel. The Holy Ghost into your spirit, up to your mind, identical, the same. You would, it would come to you the same way. It would come spontaneously. It would come as a flow, not as structured or logical thoughts. It is a flow. So the more, when you're praying in tongues, don't just babble in tongues for five minutes and quit and give up. Learn to pray and consistently pray in tongues and feel what happens inside your body, inside your spirit as you're doing it. Learn to recognize the flow of God. Recognize the flow of the Spirit. Because that's what's happening. There's a language is, being, is coming through you. Now, that language that flows in your spirit, it's something that God has created. Right? God has created. It's a language. Okay, here's the third thing then. Third thing is, when you speak in tongues, you will energize and make your spirit man come alive, and consequently your body will come alive, and your, and your soul will come alive as well. People don't realize that, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Ephesians 3.20, it talks about the power that works in you. The power that works mightily in you. Now, most people get into what I call revival thinking. So they're waiting for some power to come to them one day if they pray hard enough. What about the power that's already in you? What will you do with that? 
Would you neglect that in favor of waiting for something bigger one day? You'll wait a long time. See, we have to take what we have. What we were given is a gift, and that gift, you can be a steward of that gift. You can use that gift, and that gift is given to you for some purposes. One of them is to energize your spirit man. So uh, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3, uh, 3, verse 16, Paul prayed that you would be strengthened with dunamis in the inner man. Well, what is that? Is that some experience you'll have one day? No, it isn't. It's something that comes. The dunamis is the Holy Ghost. The inner man is where he lives. And when you pray in tongues, dunamis begins to flow. And so what happens is when you pray in tongues, and I mean pray strongly and give yourself to that, then what happens is your whole inner man energized, comes full of the life of God. That word energized is like an energy battery. It fills you up with energetic life, the life flow of the Spirit. So when you're speaking in tongues and you start to pray, you'll find your spirit energized, comes full of life, full of energy. Now, some people, they say, I've never had that experience. Let me tell you why you haven't. It's not that the Holy Ghost has failed. And it's not the gift doesn't work. It's something else. See, don't, don't bring God down to your experience. Always bring your experience up and believe what God says. See, so you, you get energized by the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you why it is. I'll tell you because most people that I, I observe, and I've been in churches all over our nation, they live under a spirit of heaviness and apathy and unbelief. It's in the nation. And what it does is, it causes you to shut down so your body feels a little drained of energy and heavy, and your soul is weighed a little. It's all it takes. And so when you begin to pray, it's actually a little bit of effort to pray. It doesn't come easily. So you've got to pray, and you've got to work at the praying for a little bit. And so what I've observed with people, and I found it happens with me too when I was starting out, I'd pray, and after about five minutes, I'm a bit tired out of praying in tongues. Five minutes, it was about it. And there was no energy, no life, nothing of what I've been telling you at all. And then I decided, well, I'll pray a bit more. I'll just increase it day by day. So I really increased it, increased it. And then I increased the flow and began to do a couple of other things. Began to just shake my body. Just make my body come awake. Come on, do what the Holy Ghost wants you to do. No? Energize. Come on, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. We're praying here. You know? And, and I found just the simple thing of shaking my body and then praying strongly. Until I could feel it rising inside me. Then I found an interesting thing happen. Sometimes it was five minutes, sometimes it was 10 minutes, sometimes it was 15 minutes. Took varying amounts of time. And there would come a point when suddenly I'd feel the flow unlock and I am alive and energized and the flow is now unhindered. So when I was starting, it would take me a little while to do that. Why is that? Simply. The body was used to controlling me. My soul was used to controlling me. And so it was a matter of making a decision whether I'll do the work with the Holy Ghost and energize and just give work until I broke through. It's not a matter of trying to make your body overcome, not overcome your soul. It's actually just making the decision to activate what God's given you until you get the benefits. So I found that sometimes it can be a few minutes Nowadays, I can pray in tongues. It's a couple of minutes, and I'm into it. Uh, most days, and sometimes I don't even have to pray that long. 
I'm already awake and alive. But other times, you can pray quite a while, and, and you feel a heaviness. Sometimes there'll be a direct spirit resistance, and when you pray, you feel those words are barely getting out of your mouth. In fact, it's a huge amount of energy just to get anything out. That is actually spiritual resistance to you. That's a demon stepping up right in your face. You, you know what it's like when you, uh, when you, you, you got your eyes closed, you got near a wall, and you can feel the wall near you? Okay, you know that feeling? Okay, well, a demon can come up and do exactly the same to you, and they come up and get right in your face, and when you try and pray in tongues, it, you, inside you go, oh, and what's coming out of your mouth? Very little coming out, and you're exhausted after about two minutes. You think, oh, this is just too hard. What's happened is there's a spirit is pushing against you. You just decide that's what it is and I'm going to get stronger. Push against me, will you? Okay, we'll see who's stronger here. And you just push and push. You just keep praying in tongues. And what happens is it just backs away, and the flow goes. Once the flow goes, there's no awareness of any resistance there at all. I found, for example, that week after week after week in congregations over New Zealand, people come in, and there's a spirit resistance around the corporate body. Why is that? Because individuals in the corporate body have not sustained a prayer life to keep themselves free. So when they gather, the same resistance is there in the corporate body. That's why we have to pray, play some very fast songs and energize to get you clapping. Now, if you, really, if you really think about it, all we're doing is just the very things I just said you just need to do in your private life. Make your body move! So the purpose of getting everyone to clap is, uh, and you may not be a clapper, it's a shame because the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. So you could write that one out of your Bible if you like. But clap your hands. There's a reason for it. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. So the Bible tells us how to break through the atmosphere around us. Clap strongly and shout. About 30 seconds, all it takes. And you've broken through. That's all it takes. Why it takes so long? Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> yeah, that's what goes on. Why don't we come every week and we're fired up? Why don't you spend five minutes before you get here on the way in your car coming down, step have an argument with your wife. Why don't you just pray in tongues? It'll do you much better, do her much better as well. Pray strongly in tongues. Cool, you're coming there. Whoa, come on, let's get into it. Hey, come on, don't delay. Let's start straight away. See, rather than carrying heaviness. Don't have to carry heaviness because we've been given a Holy Ghost to fill us with life. And you know what happens? Here's the overflow. When you start praying strongly in tongues, your body comes alive. It gets full of energy. It gets pumped up with life. Your soul clears. Your head gets clear. Sometimes I get praying in tongues. Try to go to sleep. I can't sleep. I'm lying there. Like that, you just can't sleep. So I know it energizes you. Just get going. Okay, energize yourself. Okay, here we go. The fourth uh, uh, benefit of it, here it is. It brings forth the purposes of God. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. He that speaks in tongue doesn't speak to men, but speaks to God. No one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mystery is something concealed, something you don't know, something is hidden, something someone's sort of covered over so you can't tell what it is. And you think, well, why, what's the purpose of that? Well, when the Bible's talking about mysteries, it's inevitably talking about the mysteries of the kingdom of God, things that God knows. You see, the, the one, it's not a mystery to God what you're praying. It's not a mystery to Him what you're praying. It's just a mystery to you. 
And the reason it's a mystery to you, because if God didn't override you on this one, you'd be praying some stuff that's totally irrelevant. Think about it. We don't know what to pray and how to pray as we ought. So we'd be thinking, we're praying for my marriage. Oh, God, change that wife of mine. Oh, God, you move upon her. That's how you'd be praying, see? But you see, get praying in the Spirit. Now, the Holy Ghost gives you the language. And you might find that if you were to listen in and tune in, you might be hearing, Oh, God, I need to grow in love and grace. I need to be a more loving person. Oh, God, help me to be kind and loving and tender and thoughtful to my wife. See, now, you see, you wouldn't pray that yourself. So the Holy Ghost can just override you. That's why it's good to be praying in tongues, because you know you're getting it right. You know you're getting it right. See, you pray for your children. Oh, turn that rebellious son of mine. You know, and so you're praying, God, all this stuff, trying to manipulate God. You see, when you're praying in tongues, and you just hold the person in your heart with love, and you begin to pray in tongues, now you begin to pour forth God's plan, God's will, God's purpose, God's thing. Starting to call them forth. So the mysteries are not mystery to God. They're only mystery to you. And they don't stay a mystery. They're not meant to stay a mystery. Where in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, we're called to be stewards of the mysteries. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're speaking out God's purpose, God's plan. You're speaking out revelation. You're speaking out things that God wants to birth either between you and Him in prayer. This is a great thing. I don't know how to pray. So God helps me pray. He gives me the right words to pray so He can answer the prayer. It's got to be good. How good does it get? Hey, how good does that get, eh? And you just don't know how to pray, and how can you tell Jesus you love him? I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But you see, you run out of words after a while. Hard to do that for an hour. I love you. I'm telling you again, I love you. You know, it's really hard to do that, but you can pray in tongues continually. And let yourself get stirred with the passion to flow. Isn't that fantastic, eh? So, so you notice it says in verse 2, you speak to God. Now, if you have a look in verse 28, it says, you speak to yourself and to God. So when you speak to, in tongues, you're speaking both to yourself and to God. You're speaking into your spirit the things God wants for your life. You're speaking into yourself, and you are teaching your spirit. You say, how can you do that? Listen, when I'm prophesying, I'm actually being taught by the Lord as I speak. Because there's a flow, and I'm listening to the revelation, speaking out what's coming, and the other part of my head saying, boy, I didn't know that. Whoa, that's amazing. Whoa, that's incredible. I didn't know all those things, Lord. So you're teaching yourself. So when you're speaking in tongues, you are speaking directly God's purpose for your life, the things He's designed for your life. You're speaking, and you're praying them to God, you're calling them forth from God into the earth, and you're speaking them into your own spirit. So you say, what's the use of that? I don't get to know it. Well, the point is, you can get to know it. It's just you don't know it as you're praying it, because you'd be analyzing it and shutting it down. So there's, with, the, spirit, with, the, with the, the flow of the Spirit, so that brings us to the next thing is that speaking in tongues initiates revelation in your life. It initiates flow revelation. And a lot of people don't say they don't hear from God. Well, God's wanting to hear. It's not He doesn't want to speak. It's just learning how to recognize. So when you're praying in tongues, notice what's happening. You are not using your logic. You're not using your, your smarts to work it all out. You're not using intelligence. So that's quite good. It puts us all on a level playing field. So it doesn't matter whether you've been to university or unless flunked out of high school. Make no difference. That part of your brain isn't the bit's going to be any use anyway because the rest comes from the Holy Ghost. So it's nice that God leveled it all out, didn't it? 
I think it's quite good. He thought some of those fellows would be so smart, come up with these fancy falutin prayers. Tell you what we'll do, we'll just give them all gift of tongues. Then it won't matter, you know, they'll all be praying the same. And it won't help to be very smart. Because all being smart just confuses you because you can't understand things of God. They're received by revelation. So you don't use logic for the things of God. The language of the Spirit is a language of flow. It's a language of spontaneity. It's a language of pictures, of visions. It's a language of inspired thoughts. So as you're praying in tongues, you can begin to tune and focus your mind to listen, to receive, and thoughts come. Sometimes they come while you're praying. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll just drop into you a day later, a week later, or two weeks later, or three weeks later. And because they don't come just when we pray, our flesh gets impatient and says, what's the use of this? But the Bible's very clear. You're praying in tongues, you're calling forth God's will, God's purpose, God's plan. You're speaking it into your life. You're speaking it out into the spirit world. You're speaking it to God and interceding for it to happen. There will come an uncovering of it if you open yourself up to the spontaneous, to the flow of the spontaneous. That's how God speaks. He just drops the thought in. But if your mind continues to govern your life, it will just shut it down and deny it and block it off all the time. So for some people, there's a bit of a challenge in hearing God because they're so used to controlling uh, and dominating their mind, they're using their mind to dominate everything, rather than just learning how to, to dial down and rest and become rested inside and just let the spontaneous thoughts of the Holy Spirit come. That's the way God speaks. Okay, there's a nice couple of things then. Uh, the, the next one, I'll deal with this in a greater detail another time. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies, builds up his spirit man. Well, I want to know how many spiritual midgets we've got here. The thing is, we've probably got heaps. Because only you can build your spirit man. See, Here's something that can be incredibly deceptive. You can be in a wonderful church with wonderful worship, wonderful teaching, wonderful ministries, and still never grow. And yet you think you are because you're in the environment where the Spirit of God is moving. Actually, the only things that really you grow are what you put consciously into your life. And you have to apply yourself to do that. You have to do something yourself. And it's the doing something yourself that actually is what changes you. So we can teach you a course in spirit life. And great, I've done the course. Oh, get this thing. Give me the certificate. Look, I got a certificate. But a certificate is no use if you remain a spiritual midget. You're a spiritual midget with a certificate. I want some spiritual giants. And to be a giant, you have to edify yourself. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. So when you get up in the morning, how many had breakfast this morning? I guess there'll be a few people that have breakfast. You want to keep your body going, don't you? How many got praying in tongues? Ooh, get your spirit going. Let me first thing, get out of bed. Leap out of bed. Hey, glory. Start your spirit going. Get the breakfast afterwards. Get your spirit building. Build your spirit, man. You know, when, you, when you're speaking in tongues, then the words of God are going into your spirit. Your spirit, man, starts to become stronger. It grows. You grow in strength. You grow in capacity. You grow in sensitivity the more you pray in tongues. 
You only pray once in a while. How are you ever going to tune into God? Get in the flow. So the flow's happening. Then you start to develop sensitivity. Start to feel God working in you. Become more sensitive. And then you become spiritual giant. And you may be a little person in your physical stature, but your, the presence of God fills the place around you. Think about this. The Holy Ghost is dwelling in your spirit. But God wants for the Holy Spirit's influence to invade the physical world around you. And the only way he can invade the physical world around you is if you shift in your soul and body and the Spirit of God first of all fills your spirit, then begins to start to govern your soul and then flows out into the territory around you. So wherever you go, people feel the presence of God is with you. See, again... There's a bit of a problem if you're waiting for a revival. This actually gives you something you can do right now to shift the level of spiritual vitality you have, the life and manifestation of God in you and then around you. Revival is like the icing on the cake. It is absolutely fantastic. I just love almond icing. Love those. Love it. But you've got to bake the cake. And so it's, we need to make the cake. You need to build your life with God. And finally, the last thing is the Holy Ghost. When you speak and take it filled with the Holy Ghost, you start to get filled with the Spirit.